Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, part of the Finding Genius Foundation. Uh, my guest today is Janosch Gurmendirash. Uh, he does what's called apotherapy. apotherapy. Uh, it's using bees and their products to help people with health. Uh, he's, he's part of uh, the uh, Hungarian Apotherapy Association. He's vice president of the special committee of apotherapy to the World, Feder- World Federation of Chinese Medicine Association. He's a beekeeper as well. So, Janosch, thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. I've never heard of apotherapy. Where did this come from and uh, what's the history of it? Well, apitherapy is a very old science. It's dated back to the Chinese or or a little bit more even earlier times. Uh, the word apitherapy was uh, introduced in uh, 1935 in New York, in Manhattan, by a Hungarian-born but uh, working in the United States doctor uh, named uh, Bodog, Beck Bodog. And uh, he constructed the word apitherapy for stinging the people with the live bee sting. But actually, uh, today we understand under apitherapy all products from the beehive which are beneficial for the human, like honey, everybody knows, propolis, this is also very well known, and royal jelly, uh, and uh, the beeswax, the air of the beehive, bee venom. So... Everything which comes from the beehive, even the wax moth larva, which is a, which is a, a intruder of the beehive, is um, called to the apitherapy today. So oh, wow. it is That's a amazing. fascinating area. So what are the uses of all these various compounds that come from the beehive? Like, What are some of the uses? Can you go through them? Yes, yes. All bee products have different uses, of course, because the composition is very different. Uh, let's start with the honey. Uh, honey is well-known antibacterial. So if you have uh, problems um, in the throat, you can eat some honey and you feel immediately better. Your your uh, pain is less uh, very soon. And um, the other part uh, where you use honey is to treat the bones of the skin. And uh, it is very, very beneficial for that. If I speak about propolis, the next one, uh, which is uh, which called also bee glue. This is a sticky stuff produced by the bees, and it is a very very good anti-inflammatory uh, and um, also very good for the wound healing. Uh, also very strong antiviral agent. It is very important if you, if we are speaking uh, uh, actually in the COVID time. You may know that um, the COVID, the virus, enters the human cell in different ways. But one of the ways, one of the major ways, is uh, through the ACA receptor. And uh, the propolis is able to block this receptor, so it has an uh, antiviral effect. Even for COVID, we can speak about this effect uh, which is unfortunately not scientifically proven because nobody invested uh, enough money to test it. 
But beekeeper now, that is very, very beneficial. Oh, let's speak about the next product, Royal Jelly. Royal Jelly is, uh, you can call it like milk of the bees. They feed the, the queen bee during her whole life with the Royal Jelly. And uh, this has huge beneficial effect for the immune system because it regulates the immune system. It means that if it is very high regulated, then regulates down. If it is down, it regulates up. So it means that it has a good regulation effect, uh, which, ha which helps uh, in a lot of uh, autoimmune diseases. And this um, is, this is what substance regulates your immune system? Uh, this is the royal jelly. Royal jelly. Jelly royal, oh. jo royal jelly. This mm. has uh, different names. Uh, this is the food which is produced um, by the nurse bees and giving for the queen bee, the queen bee eating only this stuff during her whole life and lives wow. six, seven years, eight years sometimes. And the normal bee lives maybe 40, 40, 50 days. So imagine what is oh, the wow. difference of the lifespan. It's a miracle. Are there um, other uh, clinical trials that have been done on any of these substances or is it more you know, ancient yes, medicine, yes, you know, yes, works yes. type stuff? No, 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 no. A lot of clinical trials for different diseases are, are done. Uh, and, um, of course, also for bee venom, uh, there is also clinical trial uh, to prove it is anti-pain effect, anti-inflammatory anti-pain effect. For the lumbar pains, it was tested uh, in a clinical trial, a random uh, controlled uh, clinical trial. So this is... Uh, scientifically highly proven that it has also a very good effect. And of course, if you check just propolis in the PubMed or other medical database, you will find several hundred articles in one year. So this is huge stuff. Only to read it is uh, very, very difficult because too much uh, material is available. And um, maybe I can speak about the beehive air. This is a very interesting area. Um, it's quite new. Uh, it has now in Germany, in the uh, European Union, uh, it has now official medical, medical machine, uh, which gets out the beehive air and gives for the patient. And this is now officially in the hospitals in Germany. So uh, the whole area is, uh, is developing very fast. A lot of experiments and a lot of uh, clinical studies are available. And much more are uh, are basic studies. These are also a huge number. So I'm I'm very happy to work here because I will have stuff for 200, 300 years, sure. So what are some of the uh, compounds that have been analyzed or maybe isolated from royal jelly or propolis or honey or you know have people found any particular ones? Yes, yes. Uh, if you are interesting on single molecule, I would like to speak about uh, melitin. This is a molecule which uh, is in the bee venom. It's about uh, 40 to 60 percent of the bee venom. And there are currently medical analyses against HIV as a HIV, uh, HIV virus, and it seems to be effective. Uh, they develop uh, currently some companies medicine for HIV, uh, which is um, the question is how we give this one. Uh, to the proper place. So it is very, very, very good stuff. Do people usually just consume the propolis or the, you know, obviously the honey or the 
oral jelly or are there other ways of administration? Do you ever apply it to skin or, you know, breathe it in? Yeah, it's very different. Honey, of course, the major, so, uh, major way to eat it. It's best if you don't eat it with hot tea, then it uh, is better to drink it like uh, maximal 40, 45 degree. This is the best. Uh, propolis, usually you get drops or um, suppository, or you can inhale because there are some machines which uh, make uh, inhalation possible with the propolis. So these, these are, and of course, as well honey as the propolis could be part of any creams, ointments. So it is used also a topical. Bee venom is used only via injection or via with the live bee. It's like a natural injection with the bee sting. And uh, some creams are also containing, maybe you now in the United States are also some creams which are uh, now officially released for pain release and for, for, uh, for face creams. Um, so uh, it's also very, very active uh, compound. Um, what the bee venom well, makes it possible. Yes. Yeah, with the bee venom. So you're, you deliberately sting people with bees? I mean, does a, a clinician do it or does a beekeeper do it? And what is the no, purpose no. of injecting people? As far as I know, uh, there are some countries where bee venom is official. Uh, in Hungary, we have education for naturopaths, and one uh, kind of naturopath is uh, uh, who is working also with the apitherapy. And uh, these people are allowed and uh, are registered, and they have to make exam, and they have to, they have, to have insurances. Also in Russia or in China, there are a lot of medical professionals who are working with B-Venom, also Romania. So a lot of countries, some other countries are not uh, doing uh, B-Venom therapy officially. In Hungary, we do it like uh, uh, medical professionals. In Russia, it is teached in uh, the medical university. So if you are a medical doctor, you can make a specialization for apitherapy. Before we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, we need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit findinggeniuspodcast.com and click on support us. We have three levels of membership from 10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click support us today. Now back to the show. This is the same in Turkey. In Turkey, if you finish the, the university and you are a medical doctor, you can choose um, apitherapy as a, a specialization. Yeah, Somebody is um, uh, specialized uh, for um, for uh, diseases or group of diseases, and there is one which is specialized on the technique. Technique is apitherapy, and uh, this is uh, right. But for stings in particular, what are the uses clinically? What ailments does it help with? In the sting? Yeah, specifically for the stings, what uh, sickness does it help? Well, it has a very very strong anti-inflammatory effect, which means that a lot of pains has in the background inflammation. 
and they use uh, bee sting for minimizing these pains by reducing the inflammation. Uh, of course, um, there are some rheumatic conditions, which is uh, very, very often used. For example, in China, if you go to a doctor and uh, they find that you have rheumatoid arthritis, then they send you immediately to the apitherapy department. This is uh, in uh, almost every hospital, they have an apitherapy department. They have education and postdoc education, they make PhD in, in uh, apitherapy. So that is well established. As far as I know, in the US, there is an apitherapy association and um, uh, the president and uh, uh, all other members are well-educated people. I met them in Canada last uh, last year, um, two years ago, sorry, because 2020 was uh, empty year. 2019, they was presenting good presentations also in Canada, in Montreal. So in a lot of countries, there are good, good people who are doing epitherapy. So what are some of the compounds that have been isolated from some of these substances? Oh, well, I am even on the major component is uh, melody. But it has some other, of course, uh, about 20 components are isolated. But I think most of the effects is not because of one component, and this makes difficult for the, the pharma industry, than the composition. It has a sy- synergic effect. It has apamine, adolapine. Uh, scopamine, melitine, MCD, this is also a peptide. It has a lot of uh, small components. And I think the composition altogether makes the synergic effect and uh, has the good effect for the human body. Also in propolis, there are different sources for the propolis, like South American, it can be a green propolis, and they have also a red propolis in South America. In uh, Russia, they have um, Betula Pendula based propolis. This is uh, pop. In Hungary, we have the Poplar propolis. So there are different kind of propolis. It is not not everywhere the same composition. And even in Hungary, we have the Poplar type propolis. But two heights side by side, one can produce a red one. The other produces a brown propolis. But the effect, the biological effect. If you check it for the human, it's very, very similar, but the composition is different. And that's why it's very uh, complicated to find out which component is the best. But the original propolis is very good. And we have long, long tradition for the propolis in this set. What happens to the composition of royal jelly or propolis, etc., as bees pollinate throughout this, you know, February versus April or May? What does it look like and how does it If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. Very important by propolis that you collect fresh collected. It means that you have to observe the bees and now, okay, now the bees are collecting propolis from outside the hive. Because the bees are wonderful creatures. They are able to move if they need somewhere propolis. They get from one point in the hive and they put, bring this uh, small part of propolis to another part. And this is, of course, not good. The best is if you check uh, the time they collect the propolis, it's around um, May till September. And this time they bring fresh propolis, fresh propolis inside the hive. This is the best period to collect the propolis. Uh, they move also honey. So they move the honey several times. 
and uh, after they are ready, they cover it with the wax, and that is the best honey, which is already covered by by the bees. So there is a huge difference uh, between the, the propolis if it is a fresh one or an old one. Yes, and of course there is a huge difference which is the plant the bees are collecting. So we have about 20 different propolis, sure. Uh, black African pro propolis, the color is black of the, of the propolis. We have the green propolis from uh, South uh, America. We have the red propolis, also from Brazil and Argentina, the high mountains. But, what, but what's uh, different about their, their effects? You have the different colors of propolis, which is cool, but are there different kinds um, of royal jelly, different kinds of... What's the variation in all these substances? Yeah, well, uh, the major component in the popular propolis, which is the European one, is um, cape, cafe acid phenyl ester. This component is not present in the Brazilian propolis, but they have some other components which are also very strong and very effective. And uh, uh, by royal jelly, I can say you, uh, that uh, royal jelly, if it's produced, it is um, during the whole season. I mean, if the season begins in March, then April, May, in around May, you have you have the chance to produce with the bees good quality of royal jelly. And this royal jelly has a quite standard composition because uh, they would like to give this one for the queen queen bee, and the queen bee is the the key for the future of the family. So they do everything to keep the good quality of the royal jelly, even if outside is less nectar flow or uh, wrong weather, they could not go out. Even this time, they produce good quality of royal jelly. So royal jelly has quite the same composition during the season. If they produce, it's the same. They could not store it. It can, can be only fresh because the way of doing this, this is not possible to get any old one. Yeah. So royal jelly has a constant quality, relatively constant quality. Small changes in the sugar composition could happen, but we don't eat royal jelly because of the few percent of the uh, uh, sugar, of course. But uh, uh, this is uh, depend on the nectar source. But we don't eat royal jelly for, for any sugars. We eat it for the other components, mostly the 10-HDA. Um, which is um, the main component what we what we found currently, uh, but there are a lot of components which are still not identified in the royal jelly. Well, what are some of the most dramatic health effects that some of these substances uh, achieve? Well, I think uh, that was um, that was a lawyer. He had um, gout. Is it properly said gout? Yep, yeah, gout, it is. Yep. A, yeah, uh, it is a in the in the composition of uh, getting some acid in in the in the feet yeah in the feet fingers and yeah, like uh, uric, uric acid crystals that block yeah, up exactly, joints exactly, and exactly, hurt exactly, really badly okay. yes the lawyer came to me and uh, wanted immediately uh, these things and i said to him okay there are several protocols there is the chinese protocol this is going very very slow there is the american protocol which gets middle fast and there is the Russian protocol, which goes very, very fast for my uh, my opinion, yes? And he said, okay, but uh, I have to drive a long distance with my son from Hungary to Poland. It's over 1,000 kilometers. 
and um, I had, do not have too much time. So I would like to make the Russian protocol. I said, okay, yeah, but it could have very strong effect on you. No, no, okay, but he's doing that. So he uh, got uh, a test of uh, allergy. Of course, this is the first step what we do every time by, by uh, beginning a therapy. We go to getting some blood and they make uh, EGE blood analysis if there are any antibodies about uh, the B-venom. If it is positive, then B-venom therapy uh, will be tested again by me with one small bee sting. Small means that the bee is less than one second in the skin and I remove it immediately. Then we wait uh, 45 minutes because uh, most of the EGE reactions are within 30 minutes and we give uh, 50% more, so 45 minutes. And if there is no, no effect, then we have a double check of the allergy. This is the first point we begin with a, a real, a real uh, treatment. And then he got two stings in the left feet and two stings in the right one. This was his uh, his wish. Uh, I wanted to give only one sting, uh, maximum two, but he wanted the Russian uh, protocol, which is four. Okay, I said, no, okay, that's, uh, uh, I understand. He was going home. This was around, the, the stings were around 11 o'clock. Around one o'clock, he became fever, 41 degree. Wow. I said, okay, this is a very strong reaction. It took about uh, one hour. Outside was 30 degrees Celsius, and he was inside and uh, getting cold because he had high fever, the 41 degree. Later, it gone down to 40 degree, but even 40 degree is too much. So after uh, one hour, the, the 40 degree decreased, dropped to um, the normal, and he gets sweating also for one hour. One and half, uh, one hour and a half altogether. Uh, sweating, he said that he was feeling himself like he would be in 45 degree outside on the sunshine, working very hard and running. He get sweating everywhere. Every corner oh, of wow. his body was sweating. Then he get a shower. He was going to the bed around um, 2.30. And then he was sleeping till next morning. In the next morning, he gets up and said, okay, what's happened? Oh, yes, yes. Yesterday, I got the business. Yes. Oh, look, he had this problem over two months. He was going to the court because he was a lawyer already not with shoes because he was not able to take any shoes on the feet. So, and then he was looking his feet and said, well, I don't have any pain. So this was a very radical and very uh, interesting um, uh, experience, uh, how it's working. And um, yeah, that's really cool. Um, this is very, very, very nice. Maybe another yeah. case, uh, this is, uh, this was a long, long, uh, uh, this was a very short and very fast effect. The other was a lady uh, about 72 years and she was taking propolis. And this was a real double, uh, double blind treatment because she didn't say to me, what is her problem? She said to me, she has some pains in the fingers. And I said, oh, well, for this kind of pains, this was herpes zoster kind of pain. For this point, all the scientific references says, let's do it with uh, propolis. And I gave her propolis tincture. It's an alcoholic solution propolis of the European one uh, of the popular type. And I gave this one to her. 
but she didn't say me to me anything else. And uh, after a certain time, she calls me and said, Janos, I have a problem. And I said, okay, what is it? Well, the, the tincture is, uh, is getting empty now. Okay, I had the feeling that she would like to say something more. And I asked, okay, and, uh, and the pain? Well, it is gone already a long time ago, but now I recognize that the, the, the node uh, of my breast cancer is getting smaller. So please oh, give wow. me some more. And I said, well, it is well known. Some effects are tested uh, for cancer, but uh, of course uh, I didn't knew that she had cancer. And then she began to take cancer, uh, the, the, the propolis, and the cancer became smaller. And then after maybe three months or four months, I don't remember, this was uh, 10 years ago, it uh, splitted into two parts, one bean size and uh, one bean size. And then slowly, 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 months gone, the one disappeared and only one, one uh, peanut, peanut size remained. And then later on, over one year, it get also smaller. And then I said to her, please make a, um, a picture. There are these uh, picture making machines uh, in the hospitals. Take a picture about this. I would like to see what, uh, what the oncologist says about this. And uh, the result uh, of the oncology check was that the, the cancer is not visible. However, the tissue is uh, still not completely uh, healed. But the big, uh, the hard core is, uh, removed, is, uh, is disappeared. So this was also a very, very good effect. However, of course, I don't know whether she took something else or this is only the effect of the, of the propolis. But she got propolis from me and uh, she didn't get uh, any other uh, treatment, uh, uh, like cancer treatment, because she was old and she didn't want it to go to us. So maybe this was the effect of the propolis. But of course, to test it, we would need much more, much more check. Yeah, that's amazing. So the propolis, so you said it does have effects on cancer in the literature yeah, it as seems well? To, it seems to have as well. Uh, there are uh, some research uh, which says also B-venom is very effective against cancer. But I am a scientist, you know. So this means that I formulate such um, sentences with very, very carefully. I would like to see a real study. And if the real study says 50%, 80%, 80% of the people that this effect, this effect, then I will now much better. I don't like um, uh, to summarize upon one, one case. Of course, this is uh, amazing, but one case is just one case, you know. And if I would have 100 cases of cancer, then I would be very happy because then I was able to help for 100 people with, with this serious disease, yeah. So, but I think we collect a lot of knowledge and the huge knowledge is in Russia, in China, in Latin America. They use also B-Venom very, very frequently. Romania, Hungary, we have, uh, we are a small country, so we are not, uh, not big in any, uh, any size. We are lucky because we have epitherapy since long time and this is official in Hungary. So I think the uh, future will, be, will give us uh, a lot of possibilities for treating uh, this kind of difficult disease. Yeah, no, that's amazing. What, uh, what new research is going on 
where's the focus of the research right now on avatherapy? Are there just many different areas, or there is there a particular focus? Yeah, you you a lot of areas. What I know, which is successful, is a beehive air for heart disease. Uh, it is very well uh, researched, and I think there will be some new research running and having results soon. I made once uh, a research uh, on uh, bee venom. My m- largest interest is bee venom. So there are a lot of researches on bee venom, even clinical trials for uh, hypertension, uh, for example, how it is working and uh, uh, for um, different kind of pains. It's very, very effective. And there is a protocol, of course, not only the venom, but a lot of other uh, other, other uh, helping uh, agents. But it is a very good part of the Lyme disease treatment. And uh, it is killing very good the different kind of uh, spirocheta and other bacteria. It has a very strong antiviral effect. So I think um, the future will give us much, much more detailed answers. Why is it working? Because experience we have a huge amount of experience also some clinicals uh, clinics are uh, working and uh, some countries are working very very hard on on this uh, area so rheumatoid arthritis is very well uh, researched uh, but i think there will be more coming so research is a uh, is huge area it's depend yeah, on only only money i think how many research could be done because all areas uh, are interesting very interesting. Well, what are one or two experiments that you would love to have done that, you know, you'd, you'd like to have funding for? If you had the money, well, what would you like to research right away? Yes, you know, I think um, there are diseases where uh, the uh, treatment is um, very difficult or it has a lot of side. And um, I think it would be very, very interesting to research on the beehive air. Because it can help children against different kind of uh, allergies. And um, hmm. what's in the beehive air? And I forgot to ask you about that. Yeah, beehive air is yeah, you know, it is coming um, from Austria and from Hungary and from Russia. And um, the bee bees are getting air, and in this air in the hive there is a lot of volatile components. There are a lot of volatile components from propolis from honey, from the royal jelly as well. A little about the venom, but not uh, not very much. Maybe one, two bee stings per hive. Uh, and, um, and this composition is humid, and we can inhale it uh, through a machine uh, from the beehive. Or we can get a huge beehive house. There are a lot of beehives are inside, like nine pieces, eight, nine. Then the air is filled with this, uh, this molecule. And um, then we can bring the children. They can play with the mothers inside the house. And, and it would be very important to, to heal the, the children who are allergic for different kinds of things like pollen and or having migraine for example it is very effective against migraine or um, having a difficult different kind of mostly heart diseases and lung diseases these two kind of diseases are very good handled with the beehive air there are a lot of scientific results but we have to prove it properly that these ex, ex, uh, these uh, observations are really good scientific 
monthly base. For this one, would be very good to invest because I think children are children are our future. Yes, of course, uh, everybody is important, but the children are also very important because they are the future of the society. So this is one point which uh, would be very very interesting. Of course, different other uh, diseases to treat them, but uh, this is much more complicated. So. If you have uh, money, just call me. I will find a good person. Very cool. Well, Janos, um, what's what's the best way for people to find out more about this kind of these kind of therapies and to see if it's available in their country? You know, yeah. a lot of my listeners are the United States, but also around the world. So, where can they go to find out more? Yeah. First of all, do not trust Wikipedia because Wikipedia says apitherapy is a pseudos. Uh, I. Uh, Uh, spent four and a half years uh, for writing biography of a Hungarian doctor who born here in Hungary, made a medical study, and after that was working in Manhattan, New York City. And uh, as he died, next day uh, they uh, they published uh, some data about him, like he was 71 years old and whatever, you know. He was a very important and very famous doctor. In 1942, we are speaking about this date, 1942. And I spent um, four and a half year, and I find also his uh, uh, petition for the immigration and his uh, other uh, United States documents. And I tried to correct his uh, birth date in the Wikipedia. And uh, editors didn't allow me to do this because they said they read in the New York Times that he was 71. It means that he was born in that year. And I said, okay, but I had the birth certificate in my hand and he didn't born that day. So unfortunately, people who are writing Wikipedia are not experts of the area. So uh, search for the medical database, not, uh, not like common databases, like medical ones. If you go to medical database like um, PubMed, and if you go to Chinese one uh, like CNKI, this is the Chinese uh, academician network, or you go to the Russian uh, dissertation database, there are the PhD works of all Russians, about 170 dissertation just on the venom. Then you will see a lot of them. And of course, in the United States, there are a lot of lot of research also on B venom. Uh, for example, uh, uh, some of them was uh, secret for uh, classified secret for 50 years. Uh, the coal uh, and the group was working in the navy for um, for uh, B venom, and they found out that B venom is very good enhancing the immune system. And uh, which helps to build um, antioxidants. So if the soldier gets B-venom before uh, getting into an action, then the radioactive bullets are not uh, uh, not uh, making uh, any problems for them. This was secret for 50 years, but now we know that B-venom has a good effect against uh, radioactive radiation. So. If you just now apitherapy and you start with this word and then you go around uh, the different countries, you will find huge amount. I think uh, about twenty uh, thousand pages uh, easily you will find on the internet. And uh, if you go to the American Apitherapy Association, there are also a lot of stuff. But in Canada, just speak about the English language ones, and uh, also the Hungarian Apitherapy Association has an English language. 
the, the www.apiterapia, like uh, with A at the end, so, and uh, .au, we have also an English language newsletter. So a lot of, lot of uh, uh, possibilities. There are news groups in Apitherapy and different platforms like WhatsApp and um, Mivi. So if you are searching, you will find huge amount of information. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I didn't even know that yeah. this was uh, this was available. So yeah, well, Janos, thank yeah. you for for bringing this to light. And uh, people have issues, they can seek out Apitherapy and see, you know, in, in coordination with their doctor if they should do it. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. It's a, it's a pleasure. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.